Greetings to everyone. This podcast is brought to you by Techniche, the annual techno management festival of IIT Guwahati. Welcome to an episode of The Tech Check, a podcast series organized by Lecture Series, the most elegant module of Techniche. For today's episode, we have someone from a very unique field. We all have watched many movies that have scenes set in extravagant surroundings. It goes without saying that the surroundings or the location really add a lot to the ambience of any scene in a movie. How does someone come up with such locations? Where and how do people find them? To answer questions like these, we have with us today Ms. Patty Carey Parazzo. She has worked as a location manager on major film and television projects for over 20 years, including movies like The Greatest Showman, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man and even an Oscar award-winning film A Beautiful Mind. She's also into screenwriting and her project Half-Life has won numerous accolades. So, a very warm welcome to you, Miss Patty, for today's session. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. I hope you and your family are doing well. We are. Thank you. You too. That's great. So without any further ado let us begin. We will start with the initial phase of your life. Tell us something about your childhood. Did it play any part in you choosing the film industry as a career? You know, I had a very traditional uh upbringing. I lived with parents who both went to college. My father was a lawyer, my mother was a teacher, and I think that working in the film business was something that was very foreign to them. You know, most people where I grew up thought, you know, to be successful was to be a doctor or a lawyer. Um I live right by New York City, so a lot of people want to work on Wall Street. So working in the film business was not something that was expected. And like I said, I I graduated college, you know, 30 years ago, and now everybody knows that you can work in the film business. But back then, it was a very foreign concept. So I sort of uh fell into it. I do have a degree in journalism and I think that helped me with writing and opened up the idea of something outside a more traditional job, but no, I was lucky that because I lived in New York City and had friends who were in the business that I found my way into the business and and that's how I got there completely by accident. Okay. That was a very pleasant insight into your past. Let's move on a bit further. So tell us As you grew up, how did you get into the film industry, especially in the role of a location manager? Sure. Like like I said, um I had a friend from college who knew exactly what she wanted to do, which was to be a movie uh and TV producer. And again, we were all living in New York City after college because that's, you know, local to where I'm from. And there were movie and TV jobs there and I graduated college and I even though I had a degree in journalism and wasn't really sure what I'd do so you know, she offered she simply offered me a job I think she saw something in me she knew that I was creative and hard working and thought that I would be good on a film set and she offered me a job and um it wasn't doing locations but you know as i moved around you know all jobs are finite in the film business if you're working in production you know um you move from job to job each tv show each movie has a you know a finite shoot and eventually i found my way into the locations department 
And what, I was on a job called the Associate, a Whoopi Goldberg movie. And once I stayed there and met the team in the locations department, I just stayed. And we moved from job to job to job together. So I think you do have to be in the right place at the right time. I don't think you know, if you want to be in the film business, people say you can live anywhere and do anything you want to write. But I think you're better off in New York City than Kansas City. <laughs> now, I'd like to focus a bit more on the technical stuff. As the role of a location manager is not something that's quite often discussed among the general public, could you elaborate on the things that a location manager primarily does? Sure, yeah. So location managing is a really great job, especially for a young film ma- uh, filmmaker, because you really get to see every aspect of production. So as a location manager, you're usually hired by the producer and what our job is to do is to, you know, I think people have a vision of movies that they're being filmed on stages in Hollywood. And most of the best movies, many of the best movies are not at all. You're really filming in live locations. So I'll give you an example. You brought up A Beautiful Mind, which won Best Picture. And we, as if you've seen the movie, you know that it was mostly set in Princeton and MIT but we mostly filmed that in New York City. Um, and the way that worked, although we did shoot for one week at Princeton. But the way it works is, you know, you get hired by the producer and you get the script and you immediately start looking at the script. So what do you need? For Beautiful Mind, you need interior, exterior Princeton. You need interior, exterior MIT. You need um, his house. You need his classrooms. You need the libraries. So we break down the script and say what we need and say, okay, we need a library in Princeton, but we're filming this movie in New York City. And so we do research. What do the libraries at Princeton's look like? Are they, what kind of architecture are they? Was the movie, when was the movie set? I, you know, Beautiful Mind is set in the, uh, I guess the 40s maybe, uh, or the 50s. So we need to find a library in New York City that looks like it's in Princeton University, um, you know, 50 years ago. And so you do the research, then you set out. You. You knock on doors, you think of places, okay, what what is in New York City? Well, we have Columbia University, we have Manhattan College, we have City University of New York. So we start reaching out to all these places, um, determine if they're opening to let us film there. We take pictures and then we begin working with the director, the producer, the production designer to find what locations will be the fit. So eventually, you know, and sometimes it's very easy. Maybe you wanna film um, the Statue of Liberty well, there's only one Statue of Liberty, but sometimes you want to film, like I saying, a classroom or a bar uh, or a house, and there's thousands and thousands of options. So it's our job to find the one that has the right visual look for the movie or the TV show, and then make sure that we can handle the logistics for the crew. Can the crew get their equipment in? Can they accomplish what they need? Um, we have to do permits for the cities and the towns where we're filming. Um, we have to do a contract, so we work with the studio and the and the business owner, or the homeowner, or the university, or the New York Yankees to make sure that that contract works. And so we, our job, you know, in a nutshell, is to make sure that everything is ready on the day of filming. So the director has gotten a location that meets his vision, and the crew has a location that can accommodate their needs. And there's even a homeowner who is happy with how we are paying them. And we have a studio who feels that we've 
made sure that we don't have a lot of liability on our hands for the studio. So, like considering all the things that a location manager does, is there any location that you came across while working on any movie that you would visit again? Wow. Um, you know, I think what is interesting is when you get into a location that most people in the world can't get into. Uh, I'll give you an example. I worked on a movie called The Sorcerer's Apprentice for the Walt Disney Company and Jerry Bruckheimer and starring Nicolas Cage. And one of the key parts of the movie is that the Nicolas Cage character has to, um, he's a wizard and he takes control, a sorcerer, and he takes control over the eagles that are at the top of the Chrysler building. They're very, you know, if you're familiar with the Chrysler building, very famous New York landmark. And um, there's a series of eagles up on like the 60th floor, 70th floor that were like a hood ornament for the car. And you can see them from the street, but it's a private, you know, terrace. And we were able to get up there and film up there and recreate that location. So it's interesting when you get to see something that other people don't get to see like that. It sounds like a very nice place. So now uh, let's try to understand the social aspects of your job. How has your experience been working in the film industry as a woman, especially as a location manager? And do you think that the women in this industry are underrepresented? So that's very interesting too, because obviously I've been doing this for a long time. And I think when you're really in the job, you may not always notice it at first. You know, I think I've been really lucky that I'm, I work hard and I do a good job. And, but if you start to look around, you will, you will notice, you know, I always took for granted that all the grips were men, all the electricians were men, um, the teamsters were men. And so I think in, and even within my department, I might've been the only woman working for a while. And I think, you know, I think it, it was unfortunate and easy at times not to notice that. But I think there's a, you know, um, and what's interesting is though, there's a lot, I think part of the reason is on the other end is that we're always lucky that, you know, I've worked with a lot of female producers. Um, and so sometimes if you see one of, you know, if the people above you are women, you might not notice that not everybody else around you is. But um, in retrospect, certainly I remember, you know, when this first with me too, you know, I've only worked with one female director on a movie all these years. Um, and so you, you know, when you're working really hard in your job, sometimes it's easy to miss that, but yeah, it's pretty obvious, but I think that the industry is, you know, a great industry for seeing that things need to be fixed and they're working really hard to fix it. Did you face any problems in your work while also handling the responsibilities of a mother? So again, you know, it's, it is difficult to, um, to be a mother in the business because the hours when I was younger, especially the hours are very long. You know, you film a 12 hour day. It's, a, it's regularly um, a 14 and therefore even, you know, a regular day is 14 hours. And quite often in my department, I had to be there before everybody else and after everybody else. It's a very long day. Um, what is interesting about the film business though is as i was saying before is that because the movies and the tv shows have end dates you know a regular job you could just do the same job for 40 years um but one of these jobs have an end date so what i found 
I could do is I could step away. I could do a movie like The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um, and then if I was pregnant and then I could step away and have a baby and come back, you know, 14 months later if I wanted, because the jobs, again, living in New York, the jobs are available. So that's what's great. So that the, the good part is you can step away without having to quit a job because a job just ends. And when it's, when you're ready to take a new one, hopefully a new show or, or a movie will, will want you back. The hard part is, yeah, it's hard to work a 14 hour day and raise a family. And so, um, but I think, you know, that there's people all over the world that are doing that. I mean, if you're in the, you think that there's people in the military and they're away for years at a time and their families are left behind, or you have people who do all sorts of jobs. So I think that we just have to remember how lucky we are to be in a job like this and remember that we can manage it. You, you can figure out how to be a mom and a filmmaker. It's totally doable. And we're at a really great time. Again, the, the film industry is really good about right now, recognizing that people need to do be both. You can be a mom and a filmmaker. Now, I wonder, is it safe as a woman to be employed in a job that requires frequent traveling to various places? Or does it not really make any difference? Um, it definitely doesn't make, it does not make any difference. Listen, you know, um, despite everything we've talked about, how I've seen less women in the past and how I am a mom, I mean, I'm perfectly capable of doing this job and more capable of doing it than many of the men in the business. So I am not, I mean, I think we're all worried about our safety all the time. You certainly don't want to be, you know, it is a lot of knocking on doors of places that you don't know. You know, you're going into apartments to scout locations. You don't know who's going to be there. Um, you're going up onto roofs or mountaintops or into abandoned subways. But no, I do not think it is any less safe for me as a woman than it is for a man. But certainly anybody has to be careful and smart doing a job where you're going into places you know, that you don't know what you're walking into. Like all joking aside, if you're scouting a haunted house, if you're looking for haunted houses, um, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're safe and protected and scary. I think we're better off now with cell phones back a long time ago when we were scouting and you didn't have anything. Now, if you think you're going into an awkward place, always good to call somebody and let them know where you are before you go in. We also know that in recent years, you have entered into screenwriting. I would like to discuss a little bit about that. How did you get into screenwriting and how different was it from your role as a location manager? What new problems did you face while screenwriting? Yeah, so I, you know, after all these years, you're sort of telling people, other people's stories. And, you know, I did always want to be a writer. Like I said, I, I went to school for journalism and I started writing my own screenplays and I was very lucky. The city of New York had a, um, a competition that was looking, you know, to have a women's initiative to give female screenwriters, you know, a jumpstart at their career. And I won it. We made four episodes of my show. I think what I found is that being in production, like I said, working on really big movies and big TV shows all these years, is an amazing way to understand the business. And I feel like I, you know, it's almost like I went to film school working with these directors and for these directors and for these writers. And so I think it helps me 
write a better script. What is interesting is you do realize how for as much movies and TV show that they're being filmed in New York, it's very far from Hollywood and the idea of what development is and really what it takes to get a screenplay made and to get into that side of the business. It's like, it's almost like it's two completely different businesses. You know, at, at, in, in New York, there's a lot of actual making of the movies and the TV shows or the production, but Hollywood is still where the, um, the screenplays are sold and worked on and developed. And it was interesting to find that you really have two different sides of the same, um, you know, pie or whatever, but that they seem very separate. And so working to bridge that gap. That really shows how different the professions of a location manager and a screenwriter are. So we know that whenever someone has worked in a field for a long time, they accumulate a lot of memories and experiences. Out of all the projects you have worked on so far, which one is your favorite? Um, you know, I think what happens is, you know, the, the jobs can be exciting or, or sometimes boring or sometimes difficult, but it really is about the people that you're working with. And for me, it was always about making sure I had a good team in the locations department, you know, and the, these, the people really become your friends and family. Um, and so when, like I said, you're working, you know, 40, 60, 80 hours a week, you want to be with the people you have the, how you, you know, most fun with and who are smart and who, you know, are hardworking and interesting. So every job to me, you know, represents that in some way. Um, and I've been lucky that I worked on shows that really, you know, speak to me from an entertainment level. Like The Greatest Showman is a really fun show to watch. And, you know, seeing all that singing and dancing in the circus tent um, and in, in Brooklyn where we shot it, you know, it's really exciting to watch that. Um, they really are singing and dancing their hearts out. And you Jackman really is amazing. Um, so that was really great. Um, like you mentioned before, a beautiful mind and seeing somebody like Ron Howard, who is one of the greatest directors, you know, of our time working with Russell Crowe and watching them. Um, you know, so sometimes it's about watching great actors like Hugh Jackman or Russell Crowe, or sometimes it's about watching great directors like Ron Howard or, um, uh, you know, Ben Affleck. I, I watched him, for, you know, worked for him for a while. And sometimes it's about, but most of the time it's about who I'm working with and making sure that we have a great assistant location manager and great producers above me and great people on the team, because that's what really makes, you know, the job the most fun. And of course, for me, it was eventually, you know, turning to writing my own shows, you know, to be able to have um, a screenplay being produced that I wrote and having to really feel creative control over a project, you know, really took it above all else. So if I had to say whatever the, the best shoots I've ever been on were the shoots where we were shooting Half-Life because, you know, we were really, even though it was a tiny project, it was my project and it was amazing to do. So out of all the awards that your projects have won, do you have any favorites? Yeah, I mean, well, very exciting. We're going out this week actually to celebrate. Um, we won Best Comedy at the North Fork TV Festival, and I'm going out to Long Island this weekend. Um, 
And we won Best Comedy at the Garden State Film Festival, which is right by where I grew up in New Jersey. So that was great. Um, of course, I think the best part was what the city of New York gave us, which was giving us the grant money to actually do do the show. Um, but what's great is right now we are airing on um, something called Hoo-Ha-Ha, which is a streaming service. So it's not an accolade, but it were, I worked really hard. There's a dog barking outside. I'm so sorry. I worked really hard to build a relationship with Hoo-Ha-Ha so that we could have ourselves streaming there. So I feel like I've just won something by having us back up on Hoo-Ha-Ha. Now, let's transition into some cliche but thoughtful questions. Are you satisfied with what you've done in your life and what are your plans for the future? Yes, I've had I've been really lucky. I have an amazing job. I think it's very satisfying to work in the film business because I think it allows you to be it is a real business. Like make no doubt about it, it is a business and it's a career and you can earn a living, but at the same time it's something you can do and be creative. Um, you know, I I will say if I made one mistake and I don't think it's a mistake because I I'm happy with where I am now, but I would have liked to have worked harder on my writing earlier. And that may have made, you know, a difference in my writing career, but I can't at the same time, I don't like to show regret for anything because I'm very happy with where I am now. And if I had done something differently, I wouldn't be where I am now. So I think it's a great career. It's a career. It's not just a job. It's a very fulfilling career that allows you to be creative and hardworking. And I recommend it to anybody. That's something we all will definitely keep in our minds. What advice would you like to give to our audience? Well, I think, um, you know, people always say if you have a job, you know, that you love, it's like you never have to work a day in your life. And so again, as we were just saying, I think there's so much opportunity in film and television right now. Um, I mean, you know, whether you're in India or London, New York or Los Angeles, um, those are Canada. Those are great places to work in the film industry and you can start out wherever you are. Um, you do have to work your way into, you know, a film hub eventually, you know, although, you know, as everybody says, you know, right now you can make a movie on your iPhone. And so if you want to make movies, the advice is to start making movies. If you want to write movies, start writing movies. Um, you know, there's a million film competitions out there you can enter. And if you want to, and you can, you can make your own movies or you can do what I've done my whole life, which is really work on other people's movies. And either way is great, but you really just got to get in there and, and start doing it. Um, and, you know, and be where the people are who, who make movies, find people who make movies, surround yourself with them, find people who are, you know, love movies, watch movies, read books about movies. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it really is a magical place to work. If you can find yourself into the, you know, into the real deal. And I highly recommend it. I'm sure that answer will inspire all the people listening to our session. So with that, we come to the end of this episode of the Tech Check. We are extremely grateful to Miss Patty for providing her precious time to us and speaking to us about her experiences. 
We also thank our audience for tuning in and listening to us. Thank you, Miss Patty. Thank you for having me. Thank you.